Welcome back to Candid Conversations, everyone. I am Candia Johnson, your hostess with the mostest at the moment, because y'all know how this thing called life goes, right? One moment, you're on top of the world, excited, ready to achieve your goals, and you feel like you can take on anything. And then the next thing you know, you get a text, an email, or you scroll through social media, and you're like, what's happening in my life? What am I doing wrong? Maybe this is a sign I should stop. Maybe this is a sign that I'm not good enough. But anywho, for today, we're going to make it happen anyway, people. It's just a moment, and I'm here to get you through it. So I'm super excited about today's episode because I am a firm believer that you have the power to live multiple lives in one lifetime. It starts with a decision. So anytime I get a question that revolves around people starting a new chapter or changing direction or changing careers, I get super excited because too many of us are confined to a box. A box of rules and expectations that was established by, you know, your parents, your grandparents, strangers on the Internet. I don't know. You know, the rules of you can only have one career. You can only get married once. Okay, wait a minute. I'm losing focus here. Let me stay focused. The thing that I'm trying to tell you is that's a conversation for another day. But today's episode was inspired by a woman who wants advice about preparing for a new chapter of her life and career. And, you know, I get this question a lot from career changers, people who have been working behind the scenes for a number of years, and now they're ready to package their skills, expertise, and talents into consulting or coaching work And ultimately, they want to gain more visibility as a leading authority in their field. And oh, and in case y'all didn't know, your girl quit her corporate six-figure job in 2012. And guess what? I'm still standing. But don't get it twisted, okay? It's one of the hardest things that I've ever done until this day. And there are so many mistakes and lessons learned Um, failures and and rejection and imposter syndrome that I face that I even think I probably need to do a top 10 um, mistakes and lessons learned that I that I experienced and quitting my job. So I think I'm going to make note of that. But my advice today to this email comes from my own experiences, as well as the process that I've taken several of my clients through. So I'm going to read the email from Amy. That's not her real name, y'all. We're going to call her Amy today, though. And then I'm going to share a few questions I believe you should ask yourself when deciding to either change careers or even enhance your career by positioning yourself, like getting more into the spotlight. I'm going to you know, encourage you to ask yourself these questions. And then I'm going to share four specific tips you need to have in place to build a foundation which helps you become recognized as a leader in maybe the consulting or coaching or speaking space. Okay, so here we go. Hi, Candia. I am passionate about supporting individuals and affirming their value, finding their voice, and aligning the work they do with their purpose. My superpower is lifting others up. You might have seen me popping up here and there on social media. I've even launched a website. So she includes the link to her website. So I'll check that out and I'll give her some advice later. She continues to say, 
it embodies what I want to do long term. So I thought it would be good to get it going now before I actually leave the corporate world. There's definitely room to scale and grow, but I'm trying to find my legs with it along with the 21 million ideas in my head. Girl, welcome to Candia's mind. She continues to say, so can I retire early and pursue this full time or should I continue to work up to the regular retirement age of 65 years old and do this on the side? I see people who leave their jobs and don't know what to do with their lives, and that's not me. At the same time, I don't want to just sit here waiting for that to happen. I'm contemplating if I should continue to invest in professional development at work now or just focus on doing my um, day job to the best of my ability. How do I want to leave my nine to five for early retirement? Do I still want to leave early? What will I do? How do I prepare for a new phase of my life and set myself up for success and my aspirations? Candia, do you have a virtual sofa? Yes, girl, that's what I'm here for. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into some questions, some groundwork that I believe you should do before even going into the four steps of positioning yourself. So first things first, most of us have been taught to choose a career, uh, the salary we want to make, the job title. We're taught by our parents, caretakers, school officials, teachers, whomever. We're taught to choose these things first and then design our personal lives around our jobs. That decision has left many of us unhappy and unfulfilled in our careers or jobs because we realized the job doesn't fit the lifestyle or the impact that we want to have in the world. And the next thing you know, we're sitting around sacrificing and suffering in a job we hate or we're ready to retire early from. Now, although you didn't say you didn't like your job, my point is to have the best chances of designing a second career that fits your needs. You should be clear about your preferences and your non-negotiables in your post-retirement life. And then you can align your business model or structure your services around your life. Because if it's one thing I know for sure, Many people have created businesses, successful businesses, and they've launched successful side hustles. And then two years later, they hate it because they realize they didn't want to work 80 hours a week or they didn't want to be tied to a computer screen or they didn't want to be accessible to working with clients every single day. And I know this from my experiences interviewing entrepreneurs and change makers and executives for Black Enterprise Magazine, a lot of them had launched, you know, two or three businesses. And the first business may have been successful for them, but they realized the structure or the business model just didn't meet uh, their lifestyle, didn't match the lifestyle that they wanted. And so changing careers or retiring gives you a great opportunity to get clear about what you want your life to look like after retirement, and then ultimately select the business model or structure your services around your lifestyle. Now, here are a few questions to help you map out how you want the next chapter of your life to look like. So how do you want to start and end your day? 
do you even want to work every day? Like, do you want to work Monday through Friday? I know someone who only works until 1 p.m. every single day. I don't think she, no, she doesn't work on Friday, Monday through Thursday, or Tuesday through Thursday, I should say. She works Tuesday through Thursday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. She has a seven-figure product-based business. Business. I also listened to someone's podcast the other day, and they talked about the fact that they only wanted to work four days a month and make five figures. And they do this because their client cap, uh, I believe, is at five clients a month. And their lowest offer, they have like this kind of um, VIP day that they do. And it guarantees the client that they could produce a certain um, type of work in 24 hours. So kind of like a done in a day type thing. And it starts at $3,000 or $2,099, whatever. But it starts at $3,000. And so she knows that all she really needs to survive in her business is $15,000 a month. I'm assuming, of course, she has expenses and things of that sort. So let's give her $10,000 a month. And she's good with that, right? So, you know, asking yourself, what type of work schedule do you want to work every single day and how much money you you make um, what parts of the day do you feel like you want to give your life over to your clients, particularly in the service industry? Sometimes it can be very demanding and people are thinking that you're available 24 hours a day. So getting clear about that, getting clear about what you are leaving behind, not only physically, but mentally. Right. Um, So get clear about your daily routine, how much money you want to make, but also You have to ask yourself, who do you need to become? Because here's the thing. When you are shifting to a new chapter in your career or you're enhancing your career or you're changing your career, there are certain habits that you have right now along with the thoughts that may get in your way of success. And so you have to be able to stand in the mirror and be honest with yourself about some of the things or the habits and the thoughts the routines that you have right now that you have to leave behind. And that is one of the hardest things as human beings for us to do is to change our habits or and stick to changing our habits, be committed to that. And also, when it comes to this entrepreneurial journey, a lot of it is adjusting your expectations about what's happening and what's required for this journey. So the internal work, for example, dealing with rejection, um, asking for feedback, handling feedback, uh, bouncing back from mistakes, the internal work requires just as much attention as the external work, getting your website together, being active on social media. It's just as much effort as the internal work. And so the life that you are determined to create depends on your mindset and the methods that you commit to. So where in your life also are you avoiding pain or discomfort or even embarrassment right now? Because Amy, listen, girl, I know you have a website. I know you have digital products on that website, but I don't see a consistent effort towards bringing awareness to those those products and your service offerings that you have available. 
And so that tells me one of two things. There's a mindset or there's a method issue or maybe there's a bit of both. So really get clear on what's holding you back right now from sharing what you have to offer or sharing your perspectives about how you want to help people find their voice. What's stopping you from actively showing up for yourself right now? The second thing um, and this kind of groundwork that you need to do is get clear on who you want to help and why. How often do you want to serve them? And how do you want to serve them? Because I didn't see on your website or, or um, in your email, you didn't mention if it's going to be coaching or teaching. I see you have a discovery call. But what's the entire client journey that you are going to take them through? What is the before and after promise? And why should they trust you? So the why should they trust you question is a great segue into the four things you need to start working on now to build your foundation as a leader, a leading authority in your field. Because listen, there's so much behind the scenes work that goes into whether it's going to be your side career that you launch now. And I would, you know, this whole decision on whether you should retire early is so very personal that I can't answer that question because listen, we all have different ways we live. We have different ways we learn and we have different ways we communicate. And so with that understanding comes the realization that that response to that question is very personal. But there are some things that I believe you can do now to start building momentum and start building the habits that are needed to launch um, your consulting practice or coaching practice successfully. Okay, so now let's go into that. The four things are, well, let me just start with number one and then I'll breeze through it. So the number one thing is content. Right now, content is one of the best ways to demonstrate your expertise and position yourself as a leader in a given field. So when you think about content, we're talking about blogs, podcasts, vlogs, um, some, you know, like a show on YouTube, social media posts. These different types of content can help you demonstrate your expertise, but also reach and grow your audience and build trust with them. You build trust with them through the valuable content that helps people uh, solve their problems, makes their lives easier. It's content that shares your unique perspectives about what's happening in your industry or what's happening in a given community or or an area of specialization. Because here's the thing, you have to show more than you tell. Right. So I, of course, you know, I lovingly stalked your website and I see that you have a framework, which is uh, a really good step in the right direction towards attracting clients. But you have to share your work. You have to share your work because it's just not enough to kind of like regurgitate the same old problems and solutions that, you know, every coach or consultant is talking about right now. You have to show a unique approach or some sort of perspective to getting the client to where they need to be. So even looking at your dare kind of framework, sharing that maybe even on a weekly basis on how it can help a client get to the ultimate goal that they want to reach. 
Another thing I would say when it comes to creating uh, content to attract your audience and gain attention about the services that you have to offer is you have to clearly understand the circumstances that your potential clients are in right now. And a lot of the times when you are in a service-based coaching business, you have to teach people why they need you. Sometimes people don't have a clue, right, that the, that they may need someone like you. So you have to speak to their pain. You have to speak to the circumstances that they may be in right now and show them how you can help them. So you have this framework and maybe showing this framework or doing a video or uh, an email series where you train people on your framework is one of the ways that you can attract and grow the right audience. Let me be clear, the right audience, right? So how can you help them specifically have that framework in place? Uh, I know in your email, you talked about, I'm passionate about supporting individuals and affirming their value. So here's one thing that I always say, people don't pay for your passion, they pay you to solve their problems. So you have to get specific about your audience's needs. You have to get specific and speak to their challenges and problems they are faced with right now. And again, speaking to some of their circumstances and the biggest mistakes that they're making and the things that they're overlooking or underestimating, you have to start speaking to that, right? What beliefs are possibly holding them back and what are the new beliefs that they need to adopt right now so they can step into the power of using their voice, The second thing that you need to have in place to build this foundation is social proof. So anything from client testimonials and, you know, an influencer or celebrity endorsement to a Twitter mention or maybe getting published in a major um, media outlet or publication or even LinkedIn recommendations, all of these Things equate to a digital footprint or digital breadcrumbs, which make you credible. Listen, I peruse through the aisles at Target or Walmart. And before I make a purchase, I stand right there and I will Google YouTube or Amazon some reviews. Okay, I'm going to Google it and I'm going to I'm not looking for ads. I'm looking to see or hear from real people like me. I'm looking to see their experiences with using a certain product or service. And so people are doing the same thing about you, right? They're just not going to rely on the fact that you have content. They want to see that you are a credible source. When people see people you know, co-signing your one-on-one sessions or your workshops, or maybe you did a motivational talk or they purchased some digital products from you. When people see other people co-signing those things, it's going to persuade them to take the same actions. So you have to understand that your testimonials and things of that sort, it really puts a spotlight on the results or transformation people can expect from working with you. When a journalist interviews you about your expertise or trends in your industry, it also makes you credible. So you have to work on also building up your social proof as well as part of that that foundation that you need to have in place. Now, the third thing is one of my favorite things to talk about as well. Your network. Relationships will take you places money can't, people. 
whether you want to call them your success squad, your hype team, your success partners, mentors, sponsors, you need a team of them, not just one. And so every single week, you should be intentional about engaging with people both online and offline. So think about Facebook groups where your potential clients may go to um, feel a sense of community or uh, get help for something that they're struggling with. But also think about Facebook groups um, where, you know, entrepreneurs may hang out or thought leaders may hang out. And you could use this as an opportunity to connect with people who are where you want to be. And sooner or later, you know, when you're engaging in content, you know, on, in comments with people over and over again, you slide into their DMs and say, hey, we should chat on the phone or hey, we should meet for coffee. So when I first left my corporate job, I didn't have any network, y'all, zero. And I hated Twitter. I really did. I was like, how could I say what I got to say in 165 characters? Y'all know I be having a lot to say. So I didn't think it would work for me. But I started with Twitter. And that's really how I learned to connect with people. That was my first opportunity for writing um, for a major media publication like Black Enterprise. And it's how I got the opportunity to interview changemakers and entrepreneurs all around the world. And from that opportunity, I started to be very intentional about nurturing those relationships. Right. And so over the years, not only have I um, so I have this thing on Friday that I that I do called follow up Friday, where I send someone in my network an email. Hey, girl or hey, dude, how you doing? Um, just checking on you. I see saw your post. Let me know if there's any way I can support you or sometimes I need a space to vent or sometimes I need advice. And a lot of the times from you know me looking at my relationships and being very intentional about nurturing them a lot of the times these people have mentioned my name as you know someone that someone else needs to help solve their problems and so it's turned into client work it's turned into speaking gigs you know so I have to say that building your network, building relationships, I'd like to say that building relationships absolutely is critical to building a strong foundation. I don't believe I would be able to have this conversation with you today if I didn't have a network of support, a support system behind me, beyond my family, beyond my friends. Okay. So be very intentional about being committed to that. Speaking of commitment, commitment is actually the fourth thing you need to build a strong foundation. And I have to say this, if you don't have a commitment to systems that allow you to be consistent and allow you to remain curious. If you don't have a commitment, your content, your network, or your social proof, it's not going to matter. You need a commitment that allows you to consistently execute on your goals, on you know your task every day. You need a commitment to remaining curious because one of the things that I, that I believe we need to talk more about is the fact that curiosity is the real key to being successful 
in your career as well as your business because you need that feedback from whoever you're serving to tweak and refine whatever you're offering. You need that feedback even when you think about your website. Analytics are your moneymaker. And so at one point, you have to pause. So I try to do like a pause, let's say twice a quarter, and I look at the back end of my website and I look at the back end of you know Instagram and Facebook and I'm looking at my analytics to determine what types of content are resonating most with my target audience and what do I need to do to either create more types of content that's kind of similar to that or maybe I could build some sort of service around this or some sort of... Um, you know, digital guide around this piece of content because people really are resonating, they're sharing it, um, they're saving it, they're asking me questions. And so things like, you know, being curious about your analytics, being curious about what your clients are, potential clients are possibly struggling with is going to be key to building a sustainable business. And so without this last step, commitment, the other three will fail. And I'm going to tell you this too, free apps can only take you so far. If you know, I know you mentioned scaling and growing. And so that's another question you have to ask yourself, how much are you willing to invest? Now, of course you can get started and, you know, a, a realm of free accounts. But when you talk about being committed to systems, you also have to think about your workflows, you know, from automated emails to your clients to or automated emails to potential clients, um, you know, even how you're tracking your, your taxes and things of that sort. There is an investment <laughs> that you have to make to have full access to the robust tools and resources that, you know, a lot of these apps have to offer. Okay. And you even need a system for networking. So like I said earlier, I had this thing called follow up Friday. It was about three to four hours. I would dedicate to, um, you know, driving in people's comments and recommending things. I know someone who uses Quora, Quora, always can't pronounce that word, but y'all get what I'm saying. Um, they use Quora to provide question and answer and they have their little link uh, about their business and they've received a lot of uh, client inquiries and paid client work from that as well. So don't leave money on the table by not having the systems in place to support you, right? Another thing you want to do is work on your discipline now. Some of my successful clients have nine to five jobs that are pretty demanding and they're moms and they're wives and they have... Um, a demanding job in itself, and then they have a consulting practice that they've, you know, launched on the side, and they also have clients for that. So I would tell you to definitely get started now. When you talk about professional development, you need professional development to help you plan, promote, and profit. When you think about your systems, I want you to think what systems are going to help me plan, promote, and profit. What professional development opportunities are going to help me plan, promote, and profit. So when I was a consultant, I knew when I was thinking about you know quitting my job, I wanted to consult independently. 
So there are a few things I did the last year before I quit. I took a project management course, right? Because I was horrible and I'm still not too good with budgeting and um, aligning resources and that sort of thing. So I took a project management course. I also knew that I would be writing a lot of proposals and pitching myself uh, for work. And so I took several courses on writing proposals. And because I was working in the consultant space, we have we had uh, proposal teams. And so I would volunteer for proposal teams so that I could be very familiar with the entire writing the entire proposal, not just like the approach, because typically as a consultant um, in, who specialized in communication and learning development, sometimes I would get on a team and I would just write the section that I was most comfortable with and other people would take over the other sections. And so to set myself up for success, I knew I needed to know how to master that entire proposal development process. So let's summarize. You need to do groundwork, right? Consider these questions that I asked you earlier about what you want your next chapter uh, of life to look like and so you can build your business around that criteria. You need to, to establish a foundation, right? So remember, content, social proof, network, and a commitment to systems, which help you become consistent and remain curious, right? A commitment to systems that help you plan, promote, and profit, okay? And three, definitely spend some time and money learning and investing in a support group or, or, or even an individual who can help you transition into your next phase. And listen, if you still have so many ideas, I'm going to tell you this, pick one. Pick the one that can help you breathe life into the others financially that could help support you in that way. But the thing is, get started because this whole thing is a trial and error type process. Allow yourself some grace and I'm proud of you for even, you know, delving in and making the decision right now. So that is it, party people. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review. Give me a shout out. I love to play on Instagram and Twitter. So you can definitely uh, hit me up on either one of those platforms. If you have a question that you'd like to share on the podcast, you can email me at hello at candiajohnson.com. Talk to you guys soon.